How many of you grew up hearing the phrase, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? Do you agree with that statement? Or maybe you just need to take the advice of my three-year-old niece, and if you don't have anything nice to say, just shut your mouth. <laughs> Either way, your words matter, and today we're going to look at where our words come from and the power of the tongue and what we can do about it as wives. So go grab your coffee and get ready, because here we go. This isn't a game of ding dong ditch, and don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you, friend. Whether you have spit up stains and cluttered counters, or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started, take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to the JAR podcast with your host, Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh Lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. I know you don't want to admit it, but come on, raise your hand, stand up. If you have been the wife that has spoken something to your husband and it's caused an argument or you've just kind of said something back to him and it came out snarkier than you meant to and it ended up hurting him. I think so many of us wives have been there or are currently there and I want to encourage you today, first of all, that you're not the only one. Secondly, there's a reason why it's hard for us to control our tongues, but I'm not just going to leave you there with the feeling of, okay, well, it's normal and so whatever, everybody does it. No, unfortunately, God loves us too much to let us stay where we are and his word gives us tools to continue to become more Christ-like and to let go of those sin patterns and to learn new ways. So if you find yourself in this place of either being told by your husband that you're nagging or that what you said was hurtful or maybe a friend heard the way that you spoke to your husband and called you out on it or maybe you just are suddenly aware of the fact that you've been extra sharp with your words or sarcastic. There's a reason for that. And in the book of James, it says in chapter 3 that the tongue is like a bit in a horse's mouth. That's just, you know, that little piece that's just wedged in there. And it's so small, but it controls the entire beast of an animal. And that's what James is saying that is equal in in our lives as our tongue. Our tongue controls what our body does and what comes out of our hearts. And it's something that is really hard. In James, uh, the, in the same chapter, just a couple verses later, it also says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life. 
I mean, that's pretty powerful. Just picture, you know, a spark starting this huge forest fire. That's what our words can do. And just imagine that happening in your marriage. Maybe all of a sudden you just find yourself surrounded by this wildfire, so to speak, in the middle of of a discussion or an argument. And you wonder, how did we get here? How did this huge argument just blow up and tracing it back to the spark that caused it? Was it you? Was it something that you said? Where did that come from? Why did you say it? And what can you do moving forward? That fire can cause such a destruction in your in your marriage and in your relationships. And it's so important to to control the tongue. But really, the Bible also talks about how from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so really, it's a matter of a heart check. We, we need a heart check. We need to stop and look at where did... <laughs> Where did that sentence, those words just come from? Somewhere deep inside my heart. So it's a matter of paying attention to the words you're saying and understanding that they come from deep within. And in the book of Psalms, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Do you know where you're at? Do you know where your your heart is at? And if not, take a step back and allow God to search your heart and and know what what's in there is it pride is it selfishness is it bitterness what is it and he will he will bring it to light so many of us walk around just unaware of what's really going on inside of our hearts and and yet the world uses phrases like just trust your heart or go with your heart and yet the bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick And if we're sick, we need a doctor. If we're sick, we need to bring that sickness to the healer and allow him to heal us from the inside out. And our words are going to be evidence of that. Are we ever going to be perfect? No. But will we have healing? And will our words then that we speak heal the person that we're speaking to? Or will they cut them down? You know, whenever, (laughs) this was a couple summers ago, and I might just need to bring this back um, for my boys. But one summer, I think they're about mm, six and three or seven and four. They were struggling with arguing, and I just cannot stand to hear my kids arguing. It drives me nuts. But I was just tired of putting them in timeouts or just separating them all the time. And I really wanted to get down to something that would help them solve this issue that they just kept having with each other and so we sat down and I had them I gave them each a piece of paper folded in half and I gave them each a band-aid and then I had drawn a picture of a sword on one half and then I had them actually peel the band-aid and stick it on the top of the other half and so it sort of created a a t-chart And I read them some scriptures that talked about the tongue and how powerful it is and how we can hurt each other with our words. And then on the Band-Aid side, I brought up verses like uh, Ephesians 4.29 talking about no unwholesome words coming out of your mouth. And scripture that talked about building each other up and not tearing each other down. And I said, guys, your words can either hurt or heal somebody. 
And where is that coming from? And when you say these things, is it a hurtful word or a healing word? And I think that applies to even us as adults. When we say something, we might just need to kind of pause and say, "Uh, was that a hurtful thing that I just said? Or does that build up and heal and encourage the person that I just spoke those words to? And so really it's just understanding that our words... In Job 15, it says that your iniquity teaches your mouth. So the sin that we have in our hearts teaches our mouth what to say. If we are filled with pride and selfishness and and envy, anything like that, those sinful things, that's going to teach our mouth what to say. And we're just going to be cutting people down left and right especially the people within our home that we love the most, but we have the hardest time practicing patience with and being kind to. I always tell my boys, whatever we practice in the home comes out in public. So if we practice yelling at each other, if we practice being unkind in the home, that's going to come out in public towards other people in the world when our mission is to be the salt and light. And so really as Christian wives, that starts with us in our relationship with our husband. We need to practice that kindness and encouraging words with him as hard as it may be. And yet we can. We're able. The Bible warns about the nagging wife and it's better for a husband to go live on the corner of a roof than to be under it with a nagging wife that's like a dripping faucet. I know nobody wants to be called a dripping faucet. I don't. And so I really have to be careful and watch my words. I don't like being told that I'm nagging, but maybe I am. Maybe there's truth to that. So the benefit of using kind and encouraging words and watching what we say and biting our tongue and being careful with our words, knowing where our heart is at and asking God to really changes from the inside out so that when we speak, we're we're genuinely speaking from a healed and whole heart pouring out from there. That even when you have to expose a grievance or an issue or something that you need to work on in your marriage, that's a truth that's kind of hard to hear, you're going to be able to say it in a way that's lifting him up as a person, not tearing down his character and just focusing on the issue. So going back to when I asked you if you agree with the statement that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Well, the thing that you have to say might not feel nice because nobody wants to realize that there's something to work on. But it's how you say it and it's how you continue to build your spouse up as a person And just because there's an issue that you guys are facing doesn't mean that all of a sudden he's this horrible person. So sort of a reflective question to ask yourself is, are my words coming from a sinful desire to to rule over him? Or is it to build him up and to strengthen us and to strengthen our marriage? Because the issue, whatever it is, Sure, that needs to be dealt with. And like other episodes I've talked about, conflict doesn't necessarily mean that someone's doing something wrong. It's two different people trying to work this life out together. And there's going to be disagreements. But your words are so powerful and are indicators 
of something in your heart of is it you just wanting to control everything he does or are you growing bitter of the fact that he's not doing something and so when you say something to him is it your desire to step up and rule over him or do you really want to encourage him and build him up to be the man that God's called him to be for your family your words matter so it might mean you have to stop and deal with your pride first Maybe if you're anything like me, maybe you start speaking and you realize this is not going to go well and I am just digging myself deeper and I keep putting my foot in my mouth and I just need to stop. Like I just need to, again, take my niece's words and shut my mouth and just pray and ask God, what is going on in my heart? All this word vomit that keeps coming out or that's about to come out is coming from somewhere and I need to go deal with that first. I honestly need to go take a look at that and look at the log in my own eye before I deal with the speck in my husband's eye and realize that my words are kind of warning signs of, um, Lydia, you've got pride in your heart or you think that your way is better or you're trying to control him and I need to not ignore that. And so it's really important that if you find yourself in that place of you know when you're starting to go down that that road you know and you can hear yourself when you start to say things that are mean or just uncalled for just stop just stop and just call a timeout ask for a timeout and say you know what I need to revisit this conversation but I need to go pray for a minute because I'm aware that my heart is not in the right place and then come back at it with a renewed understanding of where your heart's at, what the actual issue is, and how you can build him up in the process and not tear him down. So a while ago, I took a, this 30-day encouraging encouraging your husband challenge with a group of my friends, and I journaled through most of it. It was definitely difficult to get through 30 days, but it was super simple And there were two questions or two um, challenges every day. It was the same two things every day. So I'm going to leave you with these two things that I think will help um, in this awareness of where our words are at, where they're coming from, how to control that, and how to grow. So there's two things. The first thing is don't say anything negative. I thought, oh, easy. Um, it's so much harder (laughs) than it seems. It's a simple statement. Don't say anything negative. Can you go a whole day without saying anything negative towards your spouse? I dare you. The second thing, tell him something you appreciate. And there are some days where that might be very difficult, but I challenge you to not say anything negative for one whole day and to tell him something that you appreciate about him and see what it ends up doing, not just for him but also for you and how it starts to transform the way that you speak towards him how you're better able to have self-control when you really want to just kind of snap snap back at him and ultimately so that we can honor God with our words I know you can do it you got this girl I'll see you here next week Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people 
may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.